All right, here we go with the news for January 16th, 2020. Let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, here we go. Now, this one's kind of interesting. It looks like up in Ontario, Canada, truck drivers with insulin-treated diabetes are now officially cleared for cross-border operations. Under a medical reciprocatory agreement between Canada and the United States, Canadian commercial motor vehicle operators are being encouraged by the Canadian Council of Motor Transport Administrators, that's the CCMTA, to contact individual licensing jurisdictions about the process used to remove the code W from licenses allowing them to operate in the United States. The update relates to a September 2018 ruling by the U.S. Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, that's the FMCSA, which allowed those with a stable insulin regimen and properly controlled insulin-treated diabetes to operate commercial motor vehicles as of November, 20, uh, November 19, 2018. So if you've got a code W and you're a Canadian driver, uh, contact your local jurisdiction and find out what the deal is for removing that uh, code W, and you can drive cross-border. So I guess that's a good news if you're uh, insulin uh, diabetic. All right, let's move on. All right, here we go. The Celadon saga continues. You know, it's quite shocking not seeing those guys go up and down the road anymore. So here we go. Celadon Group plans to sell the Heidman. I may not be pronouncing that right. If I'm not, I apologize. Heidemann Transport Headquarters to a Canadian real estate firm. Heidemann, which is H-Y-N-D-M-A-N Transport, was Celadon's Canadian division. All right. So they want to sell it to a Canadian real estate firm for Canadian, 12 million Canadian. After a U.S. federal judge approved the bankruptcy co trucking company's request to fast track the deal on Monday. The sale appears set to close immediately after Golf-based Weidman Street Investments signed a purchase agreement on January 7th, according to a filing in U.S. Bankruptcy Court. All right, now here's the deal. The facility, which is located off just Highway 41, is likely Celadon's single most valuable hard asset in Canada. Lawyers for Celadon asserted that the sale to Woodman Street will command higher proceeds than if the facility were otherwise included in a forthcoming bidding process for the company's other assets. Lawyers for Celadon asserted that while the deal did not require the U.S. court's approval, they sought it out out of an abundance of caution. It's a pretty good-sized terminal. Uh, nice doors. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight doors for maintenance. Nice. Uh, it looks like a nice facility. It looks pretty clean, too. Ah, it's unbelievable. Anyway, the filing made no mention of any legal implications or potential challenges to the deal in Canada. The sale could make it more difficult for former Heinemann employees and contractors to secure any owed compensation. 
the funds will leave Canada and be distributed in coordinates with the U.S. bankruptcy proceedings. All right. So basically what it comes down to is the workers of Canada are owed money. And this is an asset. And if they sell this, the money goes to the U.S. for the U.S. distribution for the, for the bankruptcy. And if the Canadian drivers, workers sue, there won't be any hard assets to latch on to because they've already been sold. So I could see where this would really could be a problem from them. You know, I don't know what to say about this other than uh, no matter how you look at it, this whole deal was a bad deal all the way down the line. And the people who got Celadon into this mess should go to jail for a very long time. All right, let's move on. All right, since we're talking about bad news, we might as well continue with it. All right, Trucker in New England Motor Freightways wins approval of Chapter 11 liquidation plan. A bankruptcy judge approved the liquidation plan of New England Motor Freightways Incorporated, making the end of the road for what was once one of the largest trucking companies in the Northeast. All right, Judge John K. Sherwood of the U.S. Supreme Court in New York, New Jersey, confirmed the plan Tuesday. Nearly a year after Elizabeth, New Jersey-based New England Motor Freightway sought Chapter 11 protection and sold off its fleet. Unbelievable. You know, New England Motor Freightway is huge. It's another one that's kind of shocking that they're not going to be around anymore. What's really weird is that the president of New England Motor Freightways, uh, the original owner's daughter, is married to Paul McCartney. Yeah, the Paul McCartney. So, I don't know. Uh... You know, I just, you know, I'm sure she's going to walk away with some money. She'll be fine, you know, because she's going to sell all the assets. But the people who work there, well, they're getting toasted. They got screwed. You know, you worked there for 15, 20 years. Now it's like, hey, see you later. Bye-bye. You get nothing. Yeah, just another, just another scam. It's just amazing that it has been happening so much lately. New England Motor Freightways. Another fallen flag. All right, let's move on. All right, the never-ending argument over whether America is facing a, a truck driver shortage has uh, got everybody up in arms again. So apparently, you know, here, here's what it comes down to. Trucking companies feel that there's a driver shortage because they can't hire enough people. Drivers feel that there's a shortage of companies that are willing to pay what they want or provide the time off or the things that they need to work there. So what it comes down to is give the drivers the pay, give them the time off, give them the working conditions they want, and you'll have more drivers than you know what to do with. Uh, treat them like they're minimum wage workers. You got a driver shortage. So is there a driver shortage? No, I don't think so. Is there a shortage of companies that are willing to be honest and upfront? and, you know, do what they're supposed to do and pay what they're supposed to pay and not play games. Yeah, I think there's a shortage of that by far. So, you know, it depends on which side of the fence you're on, I guess, whether there is or there isn't. Either way, it's probably something that's going to be going on and on for a while. And in the meantime, more H-1B visas will be uh, handed out. That's when they hire people from overseas and bring them over. So good luck with that. All right, let's move on. All right, this one's kind of near and dear to my heart. Well, I'll try getting blasted by some ice myself in my own car. So here we go. Troopers warn truckers to clear snow before you go. Failing to clear off ice and snow can get you a $250 to $1,000 citation. This is coming off CDL Life, uh, article by Ashley, January 9th. 
All right. On Thursday morning, troopers with the New Hampshire State Police issued a warning to truckers to remove all the ice and snow from their rigs or face the possibility of a ticket. On January 9th, New Hampshire State Police wrote a Facebook post aimed at truckers to clear snow from their trucks. And it reads as follows. This morning, New Hampshire police, uh, State Police troopers came across two separate incidents involving tractor trailers that did not clean the snow off their ice, snow and ice off of their roofs. Some of these chunks are three inches plus thick and could cause significant damage to other vehicles and their passengers. We ask that all commercial vehicles take the extra time to clean off their trucks and trailers before entering the roadway to avoid a potentially dangerous and tragic situation. All right. Now, the New, ha New Hampshire State Police cites Jessica law, Jessica's Law, which was passed in 2002 and requires drivers to clear all snow and ice from their vehicles. Fines for violating Jessica's, laws Jessica's Law range from $250 to $500 for the first offense and $500 to $1,000 for each uh, additional offense. Several uh, Facebook uh, users pointed out to New Hampshire police that cleaning off ice and snow is easier said than done without access to proper equipment. Well, you know what? I know it's not easy to clean this stuff off. All right. And it's hard. Okay. It can be hard. Maybe you got to go through a truck wash. I don't know what you got to do. Some places have bars you can drive under. They'll scrape it off. But you know what? It's a hassle. There's no doubt about it. But if you go and that stuff flies off and you kill somebody. Yeah. How much of a hassle is that going to be for you? So I think you need to keep that in mind. Clean the ice and snow off your truck. All right, before you kill somebody. And don't think it won't happen to you because it very easily could. All right, I guess we'll call this one Trucking Weird of the World, or Weird of Trucking, anyway. Uh, facing a driver shortage, East Peoria Trucking Company seeks to expand into cannabis growing. Yeah, you heard me. The trucking company, because of a driver shortage. This is a new twist that a driver shortage you've ever heard. But because they have a driver shortage, they want to start growing weed to make up for it. it says here, a local food distribution company wants to start up a new side business to stay open, craft cannabis growing. The East Peoria Zoning Board of Appeals approved Roy Source's application to start up a craft cannabis growing and infusing operation in his current space, 321 North Main. Source says the nationwide truck shortage hit his family business hard. The shortage is very severe and hinders our ability to grow and prosper. Pay more. Yeah, pay more. Just pay more. You'll get you'll get all the drivers you want. As many of our employees can attest to, I'm trying to avoid further job loss or relocation from our area. Source employs 20 people at his business, which distributes frozen and dry foods to restaurants across the Midwest. If the East Peoria City Council approves the proposal, Source can ask the state for a cannabis business permit. Wow. That's, uh... It's different. It's a new twist on the driver, so-called driver shortage. You know what? Just pay more. Just pay more. Everybody's using the driver shortage as an excuse to do other things, do things that they always, they were going to do anyway. So, yeah, just pay more. Problem solved. All right, here we go. Mack Trucks. Well, they're doing so good that as of the end of next month, they're going to be laying off 305 employees at its lower Makunji township assembly plant i'm probably not saying that right m-a-c-u-n-g-i-e mcunji anyway uh it's at their assembly plant so the people there are saying 
if the if the economy times if if the economic times are so good, why does the truck maker have to adjust production? Well, because things aren't as good as everybody's telling you, and uh, you're gonna be finding out pretty soon. All these trucking, see, I'm seeing a trend with these press releases. All these trucking companies going to business, uh, layoffs, things like that. Yeah, I don't think things are as good as they they want you to think. So let's move on. Oh, you guys are gonna love this one. This one's pretty much unbelievable. All right, human smuggling trial. Trucker testifies he didn't know about eleven people in his cab. So apparently he had eleven people in his sleeper. Okay. So here's how this is how it reads. The truck driver testified he didn't know 11 people were in the cab of his transport when he attempted to cross the Windsor-Detroit border at the Ambassador Bridge. Paul, I can't pronounce the guy's name, it's French. We'll just call him Paul, a Frenchie. Uh, took the stand Thursday in Windsor Spirit Court defending himself for three charges against under the Immigration and Refugee Act. The Canadian border, uh, CBSA, I'm not sure what that stands for. Anyway, he allegedly found three women and nine children inside the cab of a transport truck at secondary inspection of the Ambassador Bridge Crossing on September 2017. The 11 people were undeclared persons, according to border officials. Uh, Paul said, told the court they stopped in Dexter, Michigan for some food and a shower that day. Paul, he says, didn't know the people were in the back of his cab hidden by a curtain separating the cabin from the front seats. It was only my colleague. He was the only person with me. Okay. So the the the, the plane, you know, the judge is like, hey, you didn't know there was like these people behind you, like three feet behind you. It's probably closer to two feet. He's like, no, I didn't know. I just handed over the border crossing. So, you know, here's what it comes down to. Uh, this guy tried to smuggle in 11 people and he still tried to deny it. I, you know what? I think it would be, you'd be hard pressed to get 11 people in the back of a sleeper. You know, I don't work kids, but still, driver, you're gonna have to work on, you're gonna have to work on a better story than that one. That one's pretty bad. All right, let's get moving on. Oh, here we go. Back with more closings. This is from Syracuse, 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 New York. New York Express and Logistics LLC is shutting down and laying off its 107 employees, including 15 in DeWitt after losing a major contract. In a filing with the state, the trucking company said the loss of a contract with DHL Parcel Service led to its decision to shut down. The closing will occur on March 31st and result in the layoffs of 15 employees at its facility, 16 corporate at 16 corporate circle in DeWitt, as well as 48 workers at uh, up in Albany, 25 in Rochester, and 19 in uh, Depew near Buffalo, according to the filings. So basically, they put a uh, you know they put all their eggs in one basket DHL pulled the contract and now they're screwed great don't put all your eggs in one basket it never works out alright now we're back to CDL life it looks like a Missouri lawmaker recently proposed legislation that will require the presence of a qualified licensed driver inside all autonomous vehicles in the state so basically they passed uh, the bill this bill that they just passed well outlaw the automated operation of autonomous motor vehicles unless the person who is licensed to drive a vehicle is present all right good for you missouri i i think that's a that's a wise choice it's automated everybody wants to automate wait till some good hacker gets in there and starts messing with stuff that'll be interesting 
All right. Oh, the news just gets better and better. Woman sentenced to selling woman sentenced for selling truck drivers $174,000 worth of phony insurance policies. So a California woman has been sentenced to prison in order to pay restitution after she was convicted on charges related to stealing $174,000 worth of insurance premiums from truck drivers. So she got five years, basically. You know what? That's not enough. She could have destroyed lives with that little move. I say she should have been gone a lot longer than that. You know, uh, I've been talking to an insurance specialist. I'm a company driver, so I don't go that route. But uh, she's hopefully I'm going to get her on soon. And she's going to come on and talk to us about that and uh, get some tips on how to make sure you're getting what you're actually paying for. I think that's kind of important. And since it's something I'm not really familiar with, I'm going to go to an expert on it. So let's see what happens. All right. Finally, some good news in the trucking industry. Well, that's if you can sing anyway. All right. You ready for this one? Can you sing? Yeah, it's a question. I want to sing at the Hollywood Bowl. Of course, I was doing uh, community service and I was picking up trash and the cops yelled at me and told me not to do that and said my day wouldn't count if I didn't start picking up trash. But I sang the national anthem at the Hollywood Bowl because nobody was there but the cops. So anyway, here's what we got. Prove it in Overdrive's annual trucker talent search contest. This is uh, Overdrive Red Eye Radio's trucker talent search. The annual trucker talent search singing competition produced by Overdrive and Red Eye Radio is back for its seventh year. You know, I never heard of this before. Featuring a grand prize of a professional studio recording session, the trucker talent search is accepting video submissions from contestants through April 1st. So you get till April 1st, 2020, to enter this contest. Truckers who love to sing, sing should record a video clip of themselves singing. Even a simple smartphone recording is acceptable at home or in a cab or their truck. Live karaoke and loud bar videos are not allowed. The judges declare the voice and may result in automatic disqualification. Judges request minimal audio enhancement and that no pitch correction software be used. A panel of music and professionals. All right, so what's going to happen is a panel of music and industry professionals will watch all the videos and select the three finalists who will attend the Great American Truck Show in August. Okay, and will compete live for the first place, which comes with a grand prize studio recording session provided by Overdrive. The the Trucker Search Talent welcomes back for the seventh year MC and special music guest trucker singer songwriter Tony Justice. I'm not sure who that is either. I'll be honest with you. Visit uh, truckertalentsearch.com for more information. Enter. Um, yeah, let's see if we can put that in the show notes. Uh. I'll try to put in the show notes anyway, but no, that's not what we want. Copy link. There we go. So anyway, go to truckertalentsearch.com if you're a singer. That'd be cool. Me? Nah, I can sing, but I'm not a good one. You don't want me singing. That would just be miserable. Miserable. Sometimes I can't even pronounce my own words. Could you imagine that? I couldn't even imagine that. That would be such a nightmare. All right, let's move on. All righty. Here we go. All right, there's something interesting. Breaking news. Yeah, the long-hidden uh, Mustang from Bullet, the 1968 Ford Mustang GT, 
from the movie Bullet, Steve McQueen movie Bullet. My God, that was an amazing car chase. Probably one of the first. Sold at auction for $3,400,000. $3,400,000. You know, if it ever goes up again, let's get everybody to chip in and go for it. Well, I'll take it for a week. They went, it was at the Meekum auction. You know, it's pretty original. It looks a little worn, but somebody just had it sitting in their garage for years and never said anything because they were afraid somebody was going to steal it. It's pretty fascinating when you think about it. The uh, Fastback Mustang passed through several hands before joining longtime owner Bob Kernan's collection. Following its movie to be a 1968 Mustang GT, Harold Carr was sold to Robert Ross, a Warner Brothers employee, who used it as a commuter. The guy drove back and forth on this thing. It then found its way to New Jersey and into the hands of Detective Frank Maranco, who bought the who bought the car in 1970 with confirmation of Ford that certified the Mustang had been indeed been purchased by McQueen's Solar Productions for the movie. As Maranco's family grew, he eventually put the car up for sale. All right. The late Robert Keenan of Madison, New Jersey, had always wanted a 68 Fastback and picked up the Hero car for $6,000. Wow. Bought it for six grand. That's nothing. While McQueen himself made numerous attempts to reacquire the vehicle from Robert, even offering to help him find a similar Mustang, Robert had already fallen in love with it and respectfully declined all offers. In the early years with the Keenan family, the Mustang was used as a daily driver by Robert's wife, who taught at a nearby school, but she was moved into the garage with just 6,500 miles or 65,000 miles on the odometer when the car's clutch went out. Wow. In the following years, the, cars, the car would move several times from Cincinnati to a friend's home in Kentucky and family, finally to a family uh, new farm in Nashville. That's where it sat until 2001 when Ford introduction of a bullet Mustang GT inspired Robert and his son. To start putting some work in the car. Well, apparently they didn't modify it enough to mess with the history of it. But, uh, wow. $3,400,000. Wow. Aside from it being known for its movie fame, the car is significant due to its largely original unrestored stare that is informative to its history as a movie car and as an automotive icon that vanished from public view. It was highly sought after for around 50 years. Wow. Admit, this Mustang is just... Ugh. God, who wouldn't want to drive that thing? I'd love to just... just oh, it'd be amazing. $3,400,000 for a $6,000 investment. I'd have to say they did a pretty good job on that one. A $6,000 investment. That's, that's got to be the best one, right? Alright, so anyway, that's what I got for the news. You can hear the intro music getting ready to pop up here in a second. Also, uh, you'll hear an ad at the end of this thing. If you don't like it, just fast forward. You gotta learn how to pay for the. Hopefully, you get to pay for these things as they go on. You know, pay for the streaming. Uh, if it's too obnoxious, give me a call. 414-666-1926. Tell me what you think. Uh, tell me what you think about the ad. I'm doing a post roll. It's coming at the end so people don't have to listen to it in the very beginning. But like I said, if it's too obnoxious, let me know. Uh, and just leave a message. That's the best way to do it. Just leave a message. All right. I hope you guys have a great day. And I'll talk to you later.